thank God for Facebook memories because I have no, <laughs> the older you get, you're just like, how, yeah, that was a year ago I did that. Or that was eight years ago. I think I started, I took the workshop with Dan Leacop through my acting studio. Yep. Dan Leacop, of course, uh, when it, I don't know, when it, Manitoba comedian, he was on, yeah. uh, he, what was his ape persona? Yeah. Mel, oh, Mel Silverback. Mel Silverback, yeah. yeah, on Last Comic Standing. Right. And that was in 2008. And then we got to do the final performance at Rumors. And then, yeah, I did. I tried two years of Funniest Person of the Day job. I think I went to the second round once, and I was like, what? Yeah. And then, yeah, and then I just got lazy, to be honest, because right. there was so many open mics. It was the same, like, 25 people at every open mic, so it's not like... Well, or this is my excuse story that I yeah. always tell okay. everybody, right? So, <laughs> okay. but like, yeah, like, I don't know, Toronto, New York, LA, you hear of comics where they work their material in a night. They're literally doing eight shows, but like eight distinct audiences. Whereas what do we have here? No offense, 25 people. We fucking love you. Yeah. And like, but like <laughs> it was the same people. So you can only do your same joke about like period panties or whatever. Oh God. Like... <laughs> That isn't a keeper. I don't think I'm telling that one in Melita. Actor Veronica Turnopolsky shoots on the North End, Winnipeg. Money shot! What's this guy doing up here in Manitoba? Manitoba. 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 It's the Manitoba Money Shot Podcast with me, Ronald George Moore. You gotta watch The Hit List Friday nights at 9 and on Saturdays at 1pm to find out about the Kellogg's Corn Pops One More Time Contest. You can win awesome prize packs and one of 10 chances to see Britney Spears live in concert. But you gotta get the pops if you wanna win the prize. Can you Officer, there's a perfectly logical explanation for all this. And it's that I'm uh, living in Toronto <laughs> with no money and uh, a lack of talent <laughs> who would do anything to be on television. Sums it up. Hello. Hi. How are you? You. Yeah. I'm talking to you. Thank you, for, as always, for checking out the show, for tuning in to the Manitoba Money Shot podcast with... Corn Pops Guy. Uh, that's a commercial I did from 1999. Hard edit number one in. Uh, just wanted to say that uh, I was just worried about copyright with all the Britney Spears floating around in the commercial. So I just tried to recreate the commercial as best I, as I could on uh, the Garage Band. And uh, yeah, that was kind of fun. Anyway, back to the podcast. And in the commercial, I'm wearing a Kellogg's Corn Pops box. Um, basically a box with arms, legs, and a head, of course. And then on my head is a bike helmet that looks like a corn pop with a little spring and another corn pop. And I have a megaphone, and at times I'm riding a scooter, riding a scooter down Young Street in Toronto. Um, it was early in the morning, but there were still people all over. <laughs> and, I'm, and I have uh, boxes of corn pops I'm throwing at people like uh, Santa Claus, and uh, it was fun. It was a lot of fun that day. I had a good time, I remember, except for the box. The box itself was had a wood frame, and the wood frame kept pressing against uh, this, my sides. So by the end of the day, and the workday was like two hours maybe, two or three hours with location shoots moving around, but oh, my sides were so bruised up. And I remember... Complaining, or not really complaining, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to ruin this monumental gig. But I, I do remember saying something, and then the production it was met with like, eh. I was like, that's showbiz. And uh, speaking of showbiz, on today's show we have an actor and uh, a friend, a pal, a really, really, really kind soul named Veronica Turnopolsky. I was able to pin her down and. She joined me on a lovely afternoon, and we had some coffee and had a nice chat about uh, about uh, the acting business and all that jazz. I'm not going to spoil it for you. It's coming up soon enough. 
And um, did you know that we are on Twitter? The Manitoba Money Shot is on Twitter at MB Money Shot. We're on boring. Facebook. Holy cow. Yeah. This is so boring. It's Manitoba Money Shot on Facebook. Unbelievably, we have a YouTube account. There's some Nobody crazy cares. stuff on there if you check it out. The Manitoba Money Shot Nobody podcast. Nobody cares. If uh, you have an iPhone, you know what you can do? You could subscribe to iTunes or download the app and then subscribe to our show. You'd have to search it up. Play the, the show. The, with the magnifying glass. You know. Oh. You have an iPhone. iTunes, the Manitoba Money Shot podcast. And for you Android users or even you... Uh, iPhone users, you can download the Stitcher app. Get the Stitcher app. Why? Oh, come because on. then you can listen Just to my start show. The show already. Okay, I'm not going to keep saying the Manitoba Money on. Show over and over again. I think you guys get the idea. We're a podcast. And to continue this crazy, crazy adventure, um, it would be nice if, you know, dropped a like, smash a comment. Here's a comment. Give Start us a the good show. And on, Start you know, the show. Start the show. A little message and tell all your friends to gather around their Bluetooth speaker and punch up what you need to punch up to listen to the podcast. Um, other than that, let's go. Really Start the show. Enjoy the episode with Veronica. She's an awesome gal, a real hippy dippy. And uh, enjoy. Thanks Finally. again. We're rolling. Yay! Yay! Veronica Turnopolsky yeah, is yeah, here. Yes! Before we started, you said you were from the North End. You were born in, in the North End yeah. of, of Winnipeg. Yeah, like actual North End. So Arlington and Alfred, not like growing up, they, like something tragic or something criminal would happen, like... Tyndall Park mm-hmm. or like some super far it'd be like Kuwait and an Inkster in the north end and you're like eh, is that really maybe from the map but like that's not the same north end as like Redwood and Burroughs and like those okay. core core yeah. I don't really know I was I was brought up in the south so I don't really know the north end yeah that well what it was like like I didn't get past Portage when I was growing up yeah like it's one of those things everyone's like, ooh, scary North End. In theory, I don't know if it's worse now or better or, like, I don't know. I never really hung out with the air quote bad people. No? Yeah, like, I was really lucky, um, just speaking of, like, how I came into performing arts. Um, so I went to a junior high school called Isaac Newton that actually had an insanely good <coughs> performing arts program before... I guess fundings got cut or people didn't give a crap about performing arts. Like we, they actually, I remember in elementary going to the shows there and they would do full on productions of like Greece and everything that normally happens in in junior high. That normally happens in high school. Yeah. Like when I went there for grade seven, we did cats. (laughs) Like we didn't do a full version of it. And I ended up being, we, we added, um, we are Siamese. So I was a Siamese cat, but we actually had, the costume designer that would do rainbow stage shows gave us like the actual like rainbow stage professional professional costume, which costumes. were very tight and sexy for someone like grade seven. You're like what twelve? Yeah, thirteen. So yeah. that was odd. I was a very sweaty cat, so that <laughs> felt weird. Be like, I'm this is spandex. There's too much sweat. Right, right. But yeah, but that's how I got into it. Like. Yeah, well, you weren't doing anything in, in elementary? There was, like, I know there's I, Christmas pageants or whatever. And, uh, uh, in grade two, I did recorder. That was really great. And then You mean playing the recorder? I played the recorder. Every fucking kid played right? recorder. But, but besides <laughs> hot press buttons, like, I actually had sheet music. I remember You elevated that. to performing I, in like the gym? Like, three songs. Yeah, in the gym, literally, with, like, music stands and with recorder, though, which, in hindsight, I was like, wow, that was... Great. Did everybody do that? I don't could know. It, could, could it have been there possibly where you got the bug to be in front of an audience? or Pro- Probably, actually. And then, yeah, like in grade five, we had choir and I joined that. And then I guess I was a really, I was one of the few kids who was okay reading out loud. So there was this one play called Clowns. Yeah. So everyone got to be a clown except me because they're like, oh, 
Ronnie, Veronica could actually um, have good diction. So I had a script. Literally, I was the big wheel. Yeah. I'm air quoting to Ron. You can't see this, but I was the big wheel, which was literally a screened wheel with lights around it. Okay. And then I had this script and I was the I was reading the lines and the other kids had to learn like two lines and right. like talk to me because you're in grade six. Like how much could you actually memorize? And yeah. then I would be like, I am the big wheel. And the wheel would light up when I talked. And that was like pretty oh, much how I, I got see. into it's acting. It was a voiceover. Yeah, it was a okay. voiceover. Yeah, I was basically like... Like, the wizard behind the screen. I was the big wheel nice. behind the screen. So that's kind of, well, kind of, that's, I guess, how I got into acting. But it doesn't really occur to me. Like, I think of the grade seven performing arts thing. But really, it's that show that, yeah, I got the bug. and Right. And did you start hanging around <laughs> with other people who were interested in theater as well? Or did you have a diverse uh, friend base? Pretty diverse. Like... I was um, I was pretty sporty, so I think I think that's what kept me and my friends out of trouble. And it's crazy, like I'm still friends with people um, from my elementary and junior high, Get which out is of here. yeah, which is kind of unheard of. Like it's hard. Well, everyone now with Facebook, they all reconnect, you know, years later. No, but no, you're saying no, like legit, like right. it's hard for us to get together because everyone has kids and schedules and stuff. But we legit, like at least once a year, all get together and stuff. Like we actually wow. see fate, yeah, not just Facebook. Like hey. Please stalk me because we went to school 20 years ago, right. whatever. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's really lovely. And, like, yeah, we were just sports, performing arts, nerd kids. What kind of sports? Soccer. Ringette? Yeah, ringette. Anything on Sorry, ice? I shouldn't laugh at that. There's probably... <laughs> no, no. Uh, Sorry, you ringette, ringette lovers. Ringette. ringette, are you joking? No, ringette's a very valuable sport. Um, uh, no, like soccer, soccer. volleyball, like... We would always meet up at Faraday and play, like, football and soccer. Football. Pretty impressive. Yeah, touch yeah, football touch and football. stuff. and Yeah. Do you got a nice little trophy shelf in your parents' place? Not, or no. No, not one. Oh, actually, yeah, actually, some. A little bit, but nothing. <laughs> nothing to brag about. In high school, I could have joined the basketball team, but I, I went and took performing arts... Because, like, it was pretty much you joined basketball or you, you did the performing arts shows. Yeah. And, like... Conflicting schedules. I right. Imagine. And then in hindsight, I was like, oh, basketball could have got me a scholarship or actual money to a university. <laughs> There's so many times where, don't get me wrong, like, yeah, education and like, but in hindsight, you're like, did I need to spend this much money on a university degree for theater? Did I need to? But right. Who knows what I've known, what I've known now and connections or whatever. And Yeah, it's, it's easy to look back in hindsight and go, oh, I, you know, that's what I should have done. You know, when you're in the moment, you go with your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, so you moved on to high school. You're still doing plays. Mm-hmm. Which ones were you involved in? Uh, mostly musicals again. Um, Crazy for you. Was that um, Madonna musical? I don't know. Yeah, no, Crazy it's for like, you? So, uh, oh, I want to say Rodgers and Hammerstein, but I think I'm wrong. So all the musical theater nerds will be like, no, oh, blasphemy. Exactly. I'm crazy for you. It's like a lot of that stuff, a lot of jazz <laughs> hands and like, da-da-da, I got rhythm, like that old stuff. Mm-hmm. And then what else did we do? We did Wizard of Oz. But it was a mixture of like the Wiz Motown version of Wizard of Oz. Oh, okay. Which was cool. And then we did Midsummer Night's Fever. Cause wait, 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 who'd you play in Wizard of Oz? Um, I, oh my god. So I was a tree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which I've actually played a tree multiple times in my career. Because in back again in junior high, we did a show called Trees, and I was the snobby tree. And then in the Wiz thing, Wizard of Oz they thing. They saw it I on your a, resume. Yeah, they're like, oh, she's got this. <laughs> I was a backup singing tree. So it was literally, it was like, do, do, do. Like these mm. doo-wop, like back in, kind of like Little Shop of Horrors, there's those three women who are like the backup characters, oh, yeah. singing characters. So we were that. We were a group of four women as trees. But again, high school, it was like a see-through brown branch, tall thing so it was a weird like sexy costume but you're like in high school and like what is with your school i don't yeah your school's uh that's a shout out to leith clark why he directed it yeah he's he was from sisler so he did all the shows so leith just so you went to sisler i went to sisler okay yeah. okay like midsummer night's fever just had its 20 year anniversary so i was in the original high school no version of that fucking way yeah 
Did they do a lot of original stuff at Sizzler? Or they did, yeah. Like, um, well, yeah. So grade ten was crazy for you, which was an actual like staged, um, like scripted musical. And then yeah, the Wiz thing was kind of a mashup creation that I believe, I think Leith did put together. Put together, yeah. 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 And then Midsummer Night's Fear, yeah, was his creation. And so. were you were going, were you going to? Uh, like MTC and Rainbow Stage and checking out uh, the professional shows that were going on? You know on. what? When I was younger, not so much. I got into the Fringe. That's basically when I got into the Fringe Festival. I think the first time I went, I was 15 or 16. Oh, yeah? Really? Winnipeg Fringe Festival. Yeah. Because I've done that for, I think I've done like 18 shows. Really? Which is crazy. <laughs> I believe like, it's gone on for, I can't, I don't know what year it's in, like 20th. I think it's hit its... Oh, Maybe longer. Yeah, mm. 30 so I don't know. We're but not like, on good terms right now. They blocked me. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. They blocked me on Twitter. I can't even access their... Really? Yeah. <laughs> what What did you tweet at Winnipeg Fringe that they're like, mm, Ron Moore? I don't know. I don't know. I, was, I even went back and like listened to some or the earlier podcasts <laughs> in, in case I said something that would seem offensive to them or something they didn't like. I'm like, no, I can't figure it out. But, Whatever. But yeah, Fringe was... Where I started. Yeah, Fringe is good. And we'll get into your Fringe place, but I just want to like, okay, so, okay, yeah, so you did go nothing. to university? You, you I took, did, yeah. uh, performing arts at yeah. U of W? U of W, yeah. University of Winnipeg. And so what was that experience like? Did was, did you find it rewarding? It was horrible. It was the worst. No, I'm just You're kidding. Joking. I was like, you got to be kidding. No, it was it How was many good. years? <laughs> A great, you graduated. I graduated. I graduated in 2004. Um, if you've been keeping track of my timeline and the various... <laughs> Uh, I started in 98 Yes. because I knew going in, um, again, I chose performing arts instead of basketball, so I didn't get any scholarships Boy, going in. that's a thorn in your side, eh? Fuck. Why didn't I? I was a post. I was actually okay. I would have... Damn. I can't remember what my gym teacher was in grade 12, but wherever she is, I apologize. That was... Maybe it was still... Although I'm okay now, so maybe that was still We're the right fine. choice. We're fine, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 98, you go in. Sorry, yeah, 98. Oh, wow. This, I need to stop drinking this coffee. <laughs> Legit, I'm, like, getting super wired. Okay, 98, I knew going in with a theater degree, I'm like, I am choosing, like, a wacky, which isn't wacky, but, like, I am choosing a career, a, a thing for a degree that might not pay me back might not pan out might pan out and especially back then like it was business. more i feel like it was a more crazier choice back then than now i don't mm-hmm. know why i think that but so i knew i'm like oh i have to do this debt free so i basically worked part-time jobs yeah. i worked imax all these different jobs and that's why it took me six years because i just hacked away at it and then isn't that funny you worked at imax yeah yeah because your love of uh, acting and theater and it, i would imagine or just it was a I think, I can't even remember what made me, I think I needed a job at the time and I just applied and then, yeah, being a host, you had to memorize this, I guess it's sort of related to acting, you had to memorize a speech and it kind of changed for each show and you'd have to be like, this 60 foot screen and you'd point to it and be like, Jungle of the Wild is a wild tale, so enjoy the show and blah, blah, blah. And So I think it kind of came into acting. A lot of actors, a lot of people from theater... At U of W, worked at IMAX. I guess because it's close. Just right yeah. after school, and you it, hit there. We were able to justify that it was acting. You're at U of W, and what, the, you have to uh, do a play each year, a couple plays? No, not even. That's the thing. Like, So you have theater, and you take theater theory, and I took like <clears throat> stage combat, mime, and mm-hmm. improv, which mime and, mime and improv is hilarious because I've actually gotten gigs doing improv for corporate yeah it's just bizarre that like like even to this day at uw like yeah maybe even right now there's someone like miming being in a box right now and they're starting their career off like figuring out a rope yeah or which is ties into like yeah figuring out a sketch then or writing something but like it's such a bizarre if you look at it like no wonder people think we're insane because these are things like also, that's stuff you would learn in, in high school, you would think, too. Like, miming and, like, improv. You'd think, but I didn't have a mime in improv class. No? Oh. Although there is theater sports, like, 
Yeah, but I yeah, didn't now, have that. Maybe now, maybe not back then. Yeah, back then. Um, but, that was, my cane. but as the years progressed there, you know, I imagine you, there were shows that you, you put on for the for your students or well, for the public. Or? Well, here's the thing. So they had the honors degree, and the, the which would have added two more years to my six-year, three-year. My a BA in arts is three years. Mm-hmm. I did it in six. A Bachelor of Honors in theater, I think it was a four-year degree. Yeah. So that would have probably added two years. So I never actually did that. I don't regret it, though. We actually, luckily, Claire Brody was one of our profs. She had us do a show for third-year general. So we did a show then. But yeah, I never really did... I never really did shows in university, but right. by that time I was already doing Fringe. You're doing so. the Fringe shows. Yeah. What was the first Fringe show you did? <laughs> Midsummer. No, pouring. <clears throat> it was called pouring gasoline into the fish tank. Yeah. Um, okay. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds very yeah, interesting. Yeah, super. Actually, that's a really good title. <laughs> <clears throat> it was a really great title. It was a great learning experience. I will say that. I love the writer and director. All the people who worked on it. So if they're listening to this podcast, I love them. Let me ask you a question. Did you know of The Fringe? Well, I guess you were in theater school, yeah. so you knew The Fringe was happening. Yeah, my first show, I was 19, but I had started going to Fringe, I think I was 15. Okay. Where I checked out the outdoor stage, I think 15 or 16. No, I know for sure it was 16 because I remember my mom and I won a media pass. We somehow saw eight shows in one day because back in the day they had like half hour shows or smaller shows Mm -hmm. and one of the shows we saw was called guillotines and porno queens (laughs) with my mom and i knew the cutoff was six like 16 and above was how you get in so i knew i so i went to that show with my mom and it was it was like a dominatrix i think i vaguely remember a dominatrix coming out and there was a guillotine and then looking over and my mom was like kind of proud and but sort of embarrassed but also proud that like oh i'm here with my 16 year old daughter watching guillotines and porno queens right like starting theater the name of of art it's allowed yeah yeah and it was it was a great show i actually don't remember it being overtly sexual or embarrassing other than a woman coming out in a very scantily clad dominatrix outfit but right no nudity like no no nipples no, no, no bush. No, no, definitely no bush. Uh, getting back to that first show. Yeah, pouring. What was it? A two-hander or a, gr- no, a group? I an think ensemble? It was, it was ensemble. I believe it was four people. I think. I believe four. I'm, I'm thinking a heavy drama with the title. Kind of, yeah. Know? It was a heavy drama. I, at one point, there was a scene. I think there was a blood on a handkerchief. And I cried, and I wiped it on my face, and then blood was all over my face. That was, like, one of the dramatic things. Oh but it, God. like, didn't really... It never... I, I don't think people got it. Like, I remember <laughs> blood... Like, this fake goop just being on my face every night, and I'm like, this doesn't even really look like blood. I don't... Really? <laughs> yeah. It was a solid... It was a solid two and a half out of five, maybe. Well, the critics can go fuck themselves, yeah. as far as yeah. I'm concerned. It's just a matter of... Oh, did you give it two and a half out of five? <laughs> maybe. Maybe it was bad. personal, but... Veronica review that. Yeah. But, like, you gotta learn. Like, you gotta learn. It was there for shows. Like, again, great people, and what, like... Not everyone could hit it out of the ballpark on your first show, so... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's run down some other shows that you were a part of. Uh, obviously, Midsummers, uh, mm-hmm. A Midsummer Night's Fever. That well, that was at Sisler. I never I never actually got to do it again. He he did it, I think, twice at Fringe. Didn't he just do it? Or, he just did or it. last year or this year? He did it this year as the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. He did it, I think... I think in 98 or 99, which at that time I actually did a, I actually worked for Rainbow Stage as like a student stage manager that one year, so I couldn't do that. Right. Okay. And then this year I was like, I'm going to Burning Man, I can't commit to anything. <laughs> I'm going to be a hippie, which is true. And I'm focusing more kind of on film and stuff. Oh, yeah. And to be honest, it was like, I've done Fringe for freaking 18 years. Time. I kind of yeah. need to. Year off, so right. Well, what other shows were you a part of? Did um, you ever do a one woman? I have a, I have an idea for a one woman show, which I need to get self disciplined and freaking just write it. I tried applying for the Fringe last year and didn't get in, and that was oh, no what way. we all do. Like, 
yeah. put your $25 thing and you're like, come on, lottery. Mm-hmm. And then you get in the lottery, you're like, oh my God, I actually have to freaking write this now. So <laughs> that's kind of what I needed and I didn't exactly. get that. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to be lazy again. Yeah. But not, yeah. You didn't even get on the waiting list? No. It was no, that no. far down. Yeah, it was far down. So, I would love to see that. I'd love to see your Yeah, uh, it'll eventually come out. I will crack the whip on myself. But yeah, <laughs> um, shows I've been in, I did small parts in the Donald Slow show, which was a Dean Harder thing. Yeah, I was. I had one call. I was a caller backstage, oh, a voiceover. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember okay. that. Yeah. Were, yeah. Were you on the, were you in the show? I was, I think I came in as a caller once and then one year we did it, um, I was a floor director. Okay. And that was cool. And we did, I think I did three different characters. So I was a goth, like a super moody goth woman. Mm-hmm. And then I think I was like a bouncy, super positive cheerleader type. Like, okay, everybody. Yeah. And then there was a third one, but I don't remember the third one. And just for the listeners, uh, this is a show by Dean Harder. It's a parody of talk shows. Yeah, uh, pretty much. The the Johnald, what was it? Johnald Slow John-old Show. Johnald Slow Show. And yeah, he would yeah. have, a, like, he would have... Um, like Winnipeg celebrities and politicians would come on. Yeah, you really so got some good cool. people on there. Yeah, so I remember doing that. Um, there's a playwright named Dale Watts. I did. Well, that's how we. That's met, how we met. We Nothing met. much in common. There you go. Which is I. I would have forgotten that. I forget his like. I'm the worst <laughs> for that. I'll do a play, and I'll just like I'll do it, and then it's like my brain barfs it out. Yeah. And like great memories and stuff, but yeah, I just barf it out and be like, what was that? What did we do? Huh? Yeah. I've been in short films too where I feel bad after like, yeah, you know that short that you did, you helped us out on? And I'm like, yeah, I totally do. And I'm like, I do know that we worked together, but what did we? And that's not like me bragging that I've been in so much. It's just literally like, I don't know. I think that's how my brain memorizes scripts. Right. Is like, I'm good at the moment. And then my brain's like. At capacity, must and exactly. then just literally yeah. barfs it out. You're like, okay, I'm the same way. Yeah. So uh, do you remember f- much of that production? Nothing much in common. I think it was Dale's yeah. <clears throat> first first time screenwriting or screenwriting uh, playwright. Playwright. Yeah. I, th- I think maybe second we or two? first. Were we in two play? No, you I was in- just in the one that I remember. Maybe I was in two. What was the second one? What was? Can you remember the second? One? Okay, nothing oh. much in common. It was a group of six or seven people, and we're playing. It was like a group therapy thing. Yeah. That's nothing much in common. Right. And the other one... Wasn't there a travel one? See, you know what? Oh, I should have... I, I just looked up my old resumes, too, and I have them. Oh, we'll have to... I'll <laughs> come back one. and we'll edit it. Honest, we'll put it in the I was, comments. I was looking all over the internet for your, a resume of yours, and I couldn't find one. At least for, like, uh, like a... You know, like when you hand in. Yeah, I saw like uh, your IMDb and whatnot, but. Yeah, see, okay. We can talk about that. I used to have my demo up. I think now I it's made it public. Up. It's still up. Yeah. Um, I've heard hidden things like, I've heard both it's good to have that public, and then I've heard that it's not so good to have that public. Why and is that? Well, so my current demo is an example, which I've put it back up now on YouTube, so. Like, with the editor who did it, I watched it, I watched it, watched it, and I guess, maybe again, going back to the guillotines and porno queens, I, my brain just doesn't f- read huge sexual or swears. It's just so used to it. I honestly yeah. didn't think there was swearing in it. And then right. one time, they're like, someone mentioned it, and I was like, what? And then I I was like, okay, now I'm going to focus in, and then it was like, F this, F this, F you, Peter, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh. It certainly puts you into a pocket of <laughs> what you're doing on See? film. and there you go. And that's actually why I took it down, because I've heard of typecasting, right? right. So a lot of my demo kind of shows this, like, gruff, strong woman thing, which I'm proud of. But funnily enough, a lot of the stuff... Well, now I'm getting called in for a lot of like prison guards, paramedics, blue collar workers. But originally, when I was non-union, I was getting a lot of like, um, like young mother, mm-hmm. um, ad work, and very the opposite of this like tough, gruff woman. And it was like, huh, I wonder if this would actually affect the way people would see me. So I took it down for a while. Right. And then I needed to show it to someone, so then I made it public again. It's that <laughs> weird, because yeah, it's that weird thing of like, what as an actor like your image is and what your typecast is yeah but like good actors can go get that typecast but like that's usually not until you're kind of have more power and up there in your career so exactly yeah yeah i see what you're saying 
So, yeah, and I don't think that many people actually just have their resumes out in the open anymore. I know I'm on, like, casting workbook and right. the, like, union uh, stuff, but... Yeah, let's, well, let's talk about the industry a little bit in Winnipeg, uh, yeah. or Manitoba, Winnipeg. There's a few casting... I wouldn't even say agents. They're, like, casting uh, corporations or agencies, but there's there's, two, it's not like, like we have agents here. No, you really can um, get away with agents without having an agent, because there's only really two casting directors that do principal roles. Mm-hmm. There's like so a film production would come into Winnipeg, some Hollywood blockbuster movie of the week, and then uh, you have uh, one of these two options or two uh, casting people who basically send out a Facebook poster, it seems, these days. Um, well, not so much Facebook. That's usually what casting workbook's for. Yeah, casting workbook. Okay. Um, which is like a paid site. Um, well, you do have to pay to be on it, but like actors out there, you can write that off on your taxes. It's only a hundred dollars. Oh, and, really? There you go. Yeah. And like acting tip there. There you go. A shout out. Yeah. So really, um, yeah. When movies come in, usually f- it's usually for the minor roles. We've been getting better where I think larger roles are getting cast mm-hmm. out of Manitoba. Yeah. Way better than I think back in the late nineties, but I know for that <clears throat> you'd have, uh, <laughs> Even for like uh, uh, lesser players, I don't know what I'm talking about like actors the and day movies. Day players, uh, they call them. Yeah, yeah day players. Yeah. They'd be floating from Toronto. I remember seeing like, well, you don't live in Winnipeg, you live in Toronto. Seeing people yeah. on film, and I'm like, wow, that's kind of odd. Right for they? like a two line thing. Yeah, so I think ridiculous. it's better now. Mm-hmm. It's not as we're getting more um, a better reputation, I guess. I don't yeah. know. So, but yeah, so you basically like once you know those two people. And you just do good work with them. They'll keep calling you back. So are you ahead of the game? Like, do you know when productions are coming to the city before they're really kind of announced? Um, You know what I mean? So I used to be really proactive. There's a lot of research you could do through, like, Manitoba, ACTRA, um, Directors Guild of Canada. And you're an ACTRA member. Now I am, yeah. As of April. Is that exciting? Yeah, it is. I'm a a working actor as of April. That's a little scary. Yeah. Being a working actor, because you need to always be working to pay for your bills and whatnot. It's, right. It's, uh, that's quite a leap you've taken. Yeah. I've been lucky enough that I, I've, um, yeah, I've squirreled away some savings where mm-hmm. I feel comfortable enough to do that. But, like, I've also been lucky enough, I don't know, this is the hippy-dippy stuff coming out, but I, when I gave my notice to um, my previous employer... <laughs> no names mentioned. Um, two weeks later, I like I hadn't booked anything in a while, and two weeks later, I booked a role, and that got me four days on set. Which the pay is stupid in film, so I was like, "Oh my god, this is a good thing! Like, yeah. I can survive on this." And then, yeah, I, I've gotten a one line thing on a TV show, and then once you join union, to do extra mm-hmm. work is like. <laughs> Stupid you're money. Good. You're getting catered. You, yeah, <laughs> you're and I feel bad. Stupid sandwiches. You're hitting, yeah. you're in line with the, the actors. Food, the, the food is better than what for extras now back than what it was in the '90s. But like, actually, recently I just did some extra work and I yeah. felt bad because I was going on and on about like, oh man, back in the day I used to get like sandwiches and like the food so much better. And then, oh, no. <laughs> but and then the food came out and the food was better than a sandwich, but it was pretty. Like, no offense, but like kind of basic beans and stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And I started eating it. And then I realized my actor friends came. They're like, Veronica, what are you doing? We're going to go. Because actor people get, and it's a weird hierarchy. And I do feel weird about it. But they're like, oh. It's the business. Yeah. Yeah. And it's literally, I pay a lot of money to be an actor member. And I literally paid, I figuratively paid my dues. And I've literally paid my dues for that food. Yeah. So they're like, okay, come on. We're going to go eat with the crew. So then we all left. And we got like, it went to like pork chops and oh, like yeah. a full. Is it that, what do they call it? The food trucks? Uh, honey, honey wagons? No. Hon- oh, crafty? Honey wagons are just the trailers, That's right? just trailers, yeah. yeah. Well, the crafty, I don't know. Crafts, just calls it craft, craft services. Craft services, crafty. Yeah. But like, yeah, amazing catering. And I'm just like, bye guys, I'm just going to go. Because <laughs> it's so weird. Like, it's weird, but it's the union rules and yeah. Well, let's go back to your film, your film work. You've been doing films a long time. Looking at your your, uh, I mean, not I'm sorry, not only uh, like short and features. Uh, you you you're online doing like uh, casting workshops and and doing a lot of working with the community, uh, oh, yeah. doing read throughs and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, what has been one of your favorite roles that you played? 
Um, I, can't, I don't know if you can go that far back. <laughs> I know, right? There's so many roles that I've played. No, I mean, Actually, as far as your memory of the productions, because you've been in a lot. Like film or in film, general? Yeah, film, in general. or like. Well, film, I have to admit. So it was um, Dark Forest was Dark a horror Forest, fil- yeah, yeah. Horror uh, film. Dark Forest, yeah, yeah. 2015. Yeah, yes. We shot in 2013. Yeah, 2015. We shot mm-hmm. in 2013. I think came out 20. Yeah, 2015. That's a feature length. Yeah, which was awesome. That was such, yeah, so awesome. And I played this kick-ass character, Michelle, who, like, takes care of her younger sister and these other two women of friends. And Yeah. um, I actually got to do um, a bit of the stunt choreography for that, so that was fun. Wow. Are you getting paid double? Yeah. (laughs) I know this is an independent thing, right? Yeah, we pay. (laughs) That's funny. More sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah, more, yeah. We did get good food. That's a thing. Um, It's always nice. Single tear on everybody's (laughs) head. Every actor when you talk of a project. Yeah, we got paid. (laughs) Yeah, no, it was a great role. Like, I got to do stunt choreography and I got to play this badass character. Mm -hmm. So that was fun. How long of a shoot was that? Like uh, a couple weeks, a month? Um, oh, I don't remember. Because it's hard with indies because it's like whenever you can, right? Like no one has money or Mm -hmm. it's literally like, okay, let's shoot this weekend. Oh, you have a day off. Okay, let's pick up some things here. And then it's it was a big ensemble piece too. So to getting all four of the women together. Yeah. I think we did it off of a couple of weekends. That was three years ago. I had fun. I don't remember a thing. The whole barfing thing again. Yeah. But like, and then we shot it and then they actually shot, um, they added to it with like kind of the other storyline. Mm-hmm. And I think that, so there was a, there, from what I remember, there's a big um, chunk of time in between shooting both Right, right. Storylines. And there was, <clears throat> was there a big unveiling, a screening party or what do you call those? Yeah, things? actually, um... They had a big screening at the gas station theater. Sorry, I'm laughing because I actually, um, an ex-partner of mine, that was our first date, which what? was so really? baller. Crazy. Yeah, which is kind of baller of me. I was like, do you want to go to the premiere of my movie as like our first? And he's like, yeah. And then he was actually really, we're still friends, so it's fine. I can yeah. talk about this. Um yeah, he was actually super cool because, like, they actually had, like, a mini red carpet and tooking. So, I like, you try I not to. I love that. I love that. Yeah, and, like, you don't want to. It felt good. Like, you don't, you, you don't want to be, like, you try to be humble, but that was pretty cool. Like, we had a red, and you just felt like, oh, big time. Absolutely. Even though, like. Absolutely. Yeah, so that was cool, and he was cool about it, and I checked in with him and stuff, but, yeah, it's kind of baller to take a guy out on a date and be like, this is my movie, no bigs. <laughs> just, you know, star of a movie. Talk about a first impression. I know, know like, yeah. Oh, my God. Did I mention we're exes now? <laughs> he didn't like your performance, obviously. Yeah, obviously. What a jerk. Obviously. In more ways than one. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> He's my friend. Everything's fine. It's um, all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah, what other so roles? Oh, uh, what other been? Uh, what other roles has, have been your your favorites that you that you remember? Um, okay, so recently for theater, I um, there's a play called The Laramie Project. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fundraiser we did um, for Pride this last Pride. Um, it's based off this the story. That's horrible. It's not a story. It's a real life thing of Matthew Shepard. He was a twenty year old, twenty one year old man in Laramie, Wyoming. He was uh, gay bashed, and it was a huge thing. Um, what year would have that been? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. It's okay. the twentieth year anniversary now, which is why we did wow. that. Oh, okay. So this is very very recent then. Yeah. yeah it was um, <clears throat> Femfest. This isn't. No, Femfest. no. We did it. We did it for Pride. Last oh, okay. Pride. So last June or. <clears throat> Again, barfing dates. March, April, May. No, end of May. We did it end of May. Pride would have been the beginning week starts in the beginning of June. Yeah, end of May, I believe. Mm-hmm. Sorry, director and everyone. I don't know dates. But yeah, we did that and it was so good. I we did multiple characters and I played um Officer Reggie Flutie, who was the woman who found Matthew Shep like she responded to the call and found him and like gave mouth to mouth. Wow. And it turned out Matthew Shepard was HIV positive. Oh, okay. So she had to deal with the fact that she could be HIV positive now. Right. Which is super intense and like a real woman's story. We actually, our director found her and we got to like Facebook message her. Mm-hmm. And actually just recently, as 
Sunday, they did a 20, 20 year anniversary show. She flew out to New York and met like Reggie Flutie, the woman who it was, and like got to talk to her. And um, Matthew Shepard's father, Dennis Shepard, actually played himself. Right. So, so this production is going on in, in New York City? Is that what Yeah, they did a 20th year anniversary. Um, right. So they did a Laramie project. Laramie a legacy they called it. Was it some association <laughs> with your show with that New York show? Like or is just a No, just it was just um she knew it was the twentieth anniversary and she knew that was it was happening. Yeah. So she's she's done actually this production in Greece. Wow. Um, okay. with a bunch of kids there and it's just a passion project for her. So she knew they had a twentieth anniversary, <laughs> so she flew out and got to meet all them. Um yeah, so for me that was um that was an intense show, but it felt so good to tell that story. And, like, <clears throat> we did promo things. One of the reasons why I'm passionate about it is... Do you need more water, by the way? Are no, I'm okay. okay. Yeah, I'm good. But, like, LGBT rights are... I don't know. I, I can't speak... I don't... Like, I don't... I'm not one of those letters in that... Mm-hmm. But, like, it's gotten, I feel, better. But, like lest we forget, right? Like, we to put that message out there. So, yeah, it just felt good to, like, work on a serious piece that could actually make change. And then, yeah, yeah. We, we fundraised $1,500 for Rainbow Resource Center oh, awesome, and then $1,500 for the, um, the Laramie Project wow. itself. Yeah, yeah, so that felt good just to, yeah, give back to the community yeah, in that absolutely. way. What about film? <clears throat> um, film? Yeah, I haven't done <clears throat> tons of film stuff, mostly little roles. Um, right. It was fun recently, so the thing I booked that got me into ACTRA, I was paramedic number two. Okay. I had one line. <laughs> um, what was the line? Oh. Uh, See if you can remember it. Well, here's the thing. So um, I, I tell this to people, and again, another ex. We're still friends, so I could say this, but I unfortunately broke up with my boyfriend on a Sunday and then three hours later I get the script and my one line was taken away. Oh God, no. He wasn't the director, was he? No, no. No, 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 no. No, no. This isn't out of like a union big thing, right? Yeah. But that was harsh. I was like, okay, So you never got to say it. I never got to say it. But it was like, he's been under the water for 30 minutes, Paul sat, blah, blah, blah. Like it was all just um, that medical, you know, when you... Like, basically what I audition for all the time is nurses and paramedics. Yeah. That running in scene, we're like, all right, where are we at? 33 cc's of uh, IV, blah, blah, blah. His heart rate is... uh, We're losing him. Yeah, we've injected (laughs) him with, like, that super serious... That's my bread and money right now is, like... Get him to the ER. Stat. Yeah, stat. Let's do this. So it was super fun because... In a sense, so I lost that one line, but actually the pressure of, I also lost the pressure of doing that one line. Not that mm-hmm. one line's that much pressure, yeah. but then I still got to like push the gurney and yeah. do this whole, like, we actually were like, had a ventilation bag on the young actor and like in a uh, ambulance and got to do the whole paramedic thing. So that was super fun. For like, sure. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. We had an actual paramedic named Jerry. He does most of the... Um, stuff in Winnipeg mm-hmm. for te- like teaching people or if they just need a paramedic on set. So yeah. he actually taught us like proper CPR and stuff, which is so cool that as an actor you learn. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah these, that's like, cool life to be a first responder and yeah. that type of thing. Yeah, so I totally can to save lives now. Mm-hmm. No, I can't. No. I can't save lives. <laughs> um, I know when I did acting, I didn't, I didn't land anything, but I was extra and, and, and a background for a lot of productions that have come to Winnipeg. So and there, I got to hang out in the same room as some uh, some actors who like like for instance Robin Williams was here. Oh yeah, it, yeah. For the big white, and I had one day we're working on a film, and that was just he started uh, getting back in the drinking because he was isolated out in I don't know the northwest the the territories the northwest territories or he was filming up there yeah. and he's told his story how like because he was so isolated he started drinking again after eighteen years, and I remember that I when I worked with him. He had no energy. He was just by himself, kind of crouched in a corner. It was it's crazy oh, to really? think about that. And um, I just I just really kind of think that's a really cool moment that I was able to just kind of like sp- spend a, a day in a room with Robin Williams. <laughs> Do you ever have cool. that kind of moments where you're like, oh, here's a big star, and I actually get to work with with this person? 
Which is funny because it's like extra work. So by working with them, we're like, well, it counts. <laughs> to it me, does. It no, counts. no, it does count. It totally counts. <laughs> but like to to put people in perspective, because I I know people who are extras who think that they're like gonna get super famous off extra work, mm-hmm. which is possible. Not super famous, but like you could possibly get a line. But one of my profs said, "You're motorized meat." Motorized meat, very, and that's very good. Pretty term. much what it is. Yeah, um, I always think like if. You shouldn't be taking extra work because then you'll just be known as an extra and that's all you're going to get. See, and that's funny. That's changed in the industry, but yet it's not because I know some of the casting directors, I think were told that I've been told that back in the day as an actor, not to do that. I think it's changed because it's gotten better in the industry Mm -hmm. and people realize um, there's some people out there, if you look on their IMDb, um, there's a lot of, if you see uncredited. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, that's a tip. That's a tip. Okay. Yeah. For any producers or directors out there, if you're looking up an actor on IMDb and it says uncredited, <laughs> that, there might be a reason for that. If it's like Townsfolk 7 or like. Yeah. Yeah. That's extra work. Okay. And I think a lot of people back in the day were pumping up. Or they had no experience. So they're just putting that in their resume. So yeah. it looked ridiculous because then you try to get them in for like an actual speaking role and it looks like they have all this experience and then they sucked and totally bombed an audition. It's like, oh, maybe because they were walking for their last seven roles. They never actually talked. <laughs> Sorry, that's a bit of a rant. I, that's a bit hot of a button. here. It's getting yeah. hot. Because it, it frustrates me because it's like, no, there's some of us who are taking this seriously. Like, please don't pad your resume yeah. with... Extra work. But right. anyways, right. side note. Right. Side note. Is there any, any, uh, any celebrities that you were like, wow. No, actually, recently, um, it was the fastest extra work I've done. It was literally three takes going down an escalator. Mm-hmm. And it was Christopher Walken and Christina Ricci. Cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was cool. And, like, Christopher, I don't know what we're supposed to say. I think it's fine, though. Um, so we're all... We're, it was supposed to be the mum. They made the convention center the Mumbai Airport, which how they did that was they literally just put a sign that said "Welcome to the Mumbai Airport." <laughs> it works because really, and it is. It's the newer part of convention center is fancy, and the escalators look like an airport. Like when you actually right. looked around, I was like, "Oh yeah, this totally could be a, an airport." Is an airport because yeah. an airport really is just glass and escalators. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but Christopher, so we're all waiting. <clears throat> And, like, the first team, which is, like, the stand-ins, right, which um, they were there, and they're like, okay, um, or no, second team is the stand-ins. They're like, okay, first team coming in, so I'm all waiting. And some of the people around were, like, brand new to extra work, so they didn't really know what that meant. And then Christopher Walken comes in, and I think he's just eating candy. And it's hard to explain because we're a podcast, but, like... Just hit the way that Christopher Walken eats candy is yeah. Christopher Walken eating candy. Like, if you imagine that, yeah. that's what happened. I was like, this is cool. <laughs> like, you try not to be starstruck, and I'm like, so you're trying not to, like, stare at him. And he was pretty far away that yeah. he wouldn't notice me, but still, I was just like, that's Christopher Walken eating candy. Like, like, it just was exciting. so, like... It's so mesmerizing. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's 75 years old, and, like, his crazy career, and, like, that's him. Mm-hmm. I texted... um I texted my boyfriend being like, oh man, if he starts dancing in between takes or anything, I'm going to lose my shit. And I joked about bringing like Fat Boy Slim, just like somehow oh. conveniently playing Fat Boy Slim and see if he'd start any like Broadway soft shoe. Yeah. Which obviously don't do that. Here's a tip. Don't like. Do not do approach not, him with a not, recorder. Yeah. yeah. I met Robin Williams you briefly did? when he was in town at Bar I. Like I literally just shook he was his in hand. Bar Italia? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, just after a shoot, I had a friend who was working <clears throat> on his third AD or something. So I got, I shook his hand and he was very, very, like, very, very lovely and gracious to, like, meet everyone. But it was, like, so brief. But it was still, like, again, one of those things, like, I just shook Robin Williams' hand. And then across the way was Giovanni Ribisi just sitting oh, there having man. a drink. And just, yeah, it was just bizarre being like, that's Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> right there having a drink at this bar in my town it's crazy you know we're such a, a small city so it is kind of freaky when you see like all these big hollywood stars hanging yeah. around and then like i try not to be starstruck because i've always thought like the only difference between you and celebrity is circumstance <clears throat> i don't know if i read that or just came up with that myself but that's always humbled me for celebrities yeah because it's like there's still people yeah 
And, like, people freak out of, like, Kanye or these people acting weird. And it's like, Kanye? Oh, no. You Kanye West? <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> I, when I always think of well, celebrities acting weird, I always think of, like, the bizarre antics of Kanye West. Yes. But it's like, I don't know, if you were a celebrity and, like, forced to live this crazy lifestyle and everyone hounding you, like, yeah, maybe you would get a little wacky, like... Yeah. Or maybe he was just a little wacky, <clears throat> had good rapping techniques, mm. so then became famous, and now he's wacky with all this money. Can you yeah. imagine, like... We don't know. We don't know what it's like. We don't know how we'd react. Like, what, what is it like to have your face plastered all over YouTube and people making sick videos or stupid videos about, you know, him throwing his face on a horse or whatever, you know, you yeah. can do. It's, it's not just what he's putting out. It's what other people are putting out about him. Which it's, So there's all this yeah. fucking shit. How do you react to that? I the don't know. The whole tabloid industry. And don't get me wrong. I've totally been like, that's celebrity, blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, every once in a while I try to step back and be like, they just had this crazy circumstance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's uh, uh, let's do the money shot. Let's get ready. Money let's shot. Let's do it. <laughs> the Manitoba money shot. Kay. You are ready. Here, here's what it is. If you haven't heard the show, it's 100 questions. You have to answer all 100 uh, before the time runs out. You have five minutes. Five minutes to answer each question. And these um, are these are like it's trivia, right? Or is it philosophical? Okay. You're like because of the nature of the game. Uh, Basically, each question and answer have to be about three seconds to go through a right. hundred. So um, they're very easy questions. There may be one or two. Might be hard. There might be a fill in the blank. There might be pick one. Okay. So it's not like two two trains are heading towards no. each other for <laughs> one's going 30 kilometers. And you're like, uh, I'll scratch that one seat. out. You're like, yes, I specifically. It's, it's, you'll find the questions to be really easy. Okay, cool. A lot of them are yes, no. Um. Wait, before we start, sure. this is what kind of scares me because literally I remember um, as a teenager playing Trivia Pursuit and yeah. they were like, what was the capital of Australia? And I answered Australia <laughs> because I, A, suck at geography and then the weird anxiety of like people looking at people you and you're like, you should know this, you should know this. So if I have yeah. a panic attack, we'll stop the there recording. One or two panic attack. You can't stop. It's like you're, the, right, the right, count, right. It's a time on. thing. Okay. Time Wait, thing I'll, I'll zen here. out. I'll zen out. <laughs> <laughs> you can set up. Remember, your clock's ticking. You can also pass Ooh. if you want to, but we'll we'll come back to the question. Oh, so if, I can quickly pass and you then can go back pass to and come back to it. Okay, cool. I oh, got this. Again, we got this. Uh, but the, um, yeah, but once again, you, but you have to finish all one hundred questions. Remember, right? Okay. If you pass, <clears throat> you have to come back to it. Yeah, which is going to be gotcha. hard on me. I got to make a note. All right. Okay, so don't so, actually pass. Uh, tonight's money shot uh, for you, Veronica, is. $9.25. And the Darth Vader toaster is now sitting at the bottom of Lake Winnipeg. Goodbye. Yep. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Are you sure? Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, then let's begin at the sound effect. <clears throat> Spell Manitoba. M-A-N-I-T-O-B-A. Name a Kevin Smith film. Uh, Office Space. Favorite Canadian TV show. Uh, uh, SCTV. So, a needle pulling. Thread. Name a Beastie Boy. Oh, uh, uh, AM, DJM. <laughs> Can you flare your nostrils? Yes, I'm doing it. Favorite food to cook? Uh, fried rice. That's name, not true. Name one of the monkeys. <laughs> uh, uh, you can pass. You pass. Have you been to the paw? Yes. Uh, do you tip at a beer vendor? Yes. Have you been inside a weather balloon? Uh, no. Make up a flavor of ice cream. Chocolate smallness. <laughs> Coffee or tea? Uh, tea. Last book read. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, the Charge. Favorite actor? Uh, Kevin Spacey, except he's a assaulting douchebag. Favorite actress? Um, uh, Sarah Paulson right now. Name a child actor. Uh, Miguel Gorbachev, no. What? No, that's not it. Fucking the Home Alone kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Pass. Pass. How many keys on a key ring? Uh, four. On your key ring, sorry. Four. Name yeah. a cartoon dog. Uh, Snoopy. Do you own a library card? Yes. Name a Mark's brother. George. Fa favorite day of the week? <laughs> Tuesday. <laughs> First rock concert. Uh, Alas, we're set and, uh, um, Alas, we're set. Alas, we're set. <laughs> Is Lady Gaga cool? Fuck yeah. Do you listen to podcasts? Yes. Favorite chocolate bar? Eat more. Name an Oscar winner. 
Uh, Anna Paquin. What's your shoe size? Ten. Name a DJ. <laughs> DJ Ham, <laughs> Beastie Boy. DJ <laughs> Ham. Name a country in the United Kingdom. Uh, uh, London. What's your karaoke go-to song? Oh, alas, more set. Anything. Name a person who's played a Ghostbuster. Oh, um, uh, oh my God, um, pass. Name a YouTube channel. Uh, whispering whispers. Name another YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, burning. Oh, Hog Nation. Hog Nation, Burning Man. Name yet another YouTube oh, Jesus channel. Christ. Uh, <laughs> fuck. VT Kitty, my YouTube channel. Nice. Can you whistle? Who founded Playboy magazine? Hugh Hefner. What do you find in a doctor's office? Stethoscope. Besides Michael, name a Jackson. A Tito. Did you go to the Red River X this year? No. Did you see I, Tanya? No. Do you own Lego? Yes. What's your favorite fruit? Bananas. Do you get sick often? Uh, not anymore. Have you ever been on a sea-do? No. Have you ever slapped anybody? Yes. Ever have a paper route? No. Favorite toy as a child? Uh, um, Spirograph. A superpower you'd like to have? Invisibility. Name a winter activity? Snowshoeing. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. Favorite video game? Oh, Legend of Zelda. Can you drive standard? Nope. Have you bet on a horse? Yes. Do you play chess? Yes. Do you have a record player? No. Favorite alcoholic beverage? Oh, a beer. Least favorite comedian? Oh, um... Shit, it's someone local. I won't say names. <laughs> okay, Phil Collins or Peter Gabriel? Peter Gabriel. Have you been to Hawaii? No. Favorite author? Oh, I'm Elizabeth Gilbert. Do you have an iPhone? No. Uh, name a Star Wars ship. Fuck. Pass. Dorothy wants to get home to what state? Kansas. Best Winnipeg restaurant? Oh, um... Oh, there's so many. Oh, Ramallah. Ramallah Cafe. Eminem or Machine Gun Kelly? Eminem. What, uh, what, uh, what did you want to be when you were a kid? Uh, uh, actor. Name a zoo animal. Dinosaur? Panda. <laughs> Dinosaur. Have you dressed as a clown? Yes. Can you sew? Yes. Uh, can you break dance? Uh, barely. Name an all in the family character. Oh, um. One minute. Nope. Do you like country music? Nope. What, uh, what's your brand of soap? Um, a g- generic, like natural glycerin. Name a king. Arthur. Do you bite your fingernails? Yep. Favorite Johnny Depp film? Edward Scissorhands. Do you recycle? Yep. Name an elementary school? Uh, oh, uh, Faraday. Name a cartoon strip? Uh, peanuts. Most money you've ever won? Oh, uh, like a th- $300, I 30 think. 30 seconds. Name a Winnipeg celebrity? Uh, Ron Moore. Would you paintball? <laughs> <laughs> what? No, actually, it's painful. First film you saw in a theater? Oh, um... I, I don't remember. Uh, last film you saw in a theater? Oh, Mr. Rogers documentary. What year would you travel to? 2074. Name a captain. Ten seconds. Uh, John. John. Name Cap- something square <laughs> shaped. <laughs> Name something square shaped. A square. Dead dog. Shit. Shit. That's it. We're done. <laughs> square is a square shape. I feel like if my I would be able to win this if I didn't make you laugh so hard. Oh come on! Was, no, maybe not. There was a, few, there was a I, lot of nopes and going. a lot of nopes. A lot of I don't know. <laughs> what did square shaped? What did you say? A there? square. A square. Very good answer. Very. You had some really good answers in there. I gotta <laughs> this say. This is a square. Um, Ninety-three. Although we did have to go back and go back to a couple, but ninety-three. Not bad. You're so close. Um, <laughs> There's a couple that... <laughs> Lee's favorite comedian was a great answer. So here I can't Someone name local, them, I can't name Which them. is an answer. You did answer it. <laughs> Even though the name wasn't said, that was good. Um, which that, part of me is like, is that true? Probably, actually. Well, I can't think of them. Mikhail Gorbachev. Mikhail Gorbachev. Who am I? You're thinking of Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. We have the same birthday, actually. The you, exact same birthday. August 26, Culkin? August 26, 1980. Do you? I know you're on social media. Do you, do you have uh, pages you want people to come check you out on, or if they want to get a hold of you? Oh, no, I don't want anyone getting a hold of no. me. No, just you, want, you come to my shows. <laughs> just come. And you don't talk no, to me. No, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I yeah, I'm bad at this. Hey, because we should have this as. I mean, you have a YouTube channel. You said there. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, VT Kitty. Fine, but VT. I'm sure there's probably 15 million. 
I think I'm probably only VT Kitty. There's probably like VT Kitty 69, 69, 50, 74 times two. Um, oh, okay. yeah. But I'm Veronica. I think, yeah, Veronica the actor on Instagram. That's probably the best way, actually. Veronica cool, the actor. That's yeah. all one word? Yeah, all Veronica word. the actor on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. Okay. So check me out there. And, uh... And look forward to seeing you on the screen, on the boob yeah. tube, and uh, and hopefully back into theater. comedy once I get more disciplined and how Banana Days goes in Maletta. Yeah, well, I'm sure it's going to go great. Yeah. You're going to knock them dead, yeah. Veronica. Thank you very much for uh, hanging out at Crap Central. Yeah. Crap Central at Confusion Corner. Appreciate it. It's always great seeing you. Yeah, this is fun. Yeah, and... Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks very much. Hey. I don't know how to, I don't really have an ending yet. That's okay. Goodbye. <laughs>